Welcome to the WealthStream Podcast. The team at Hightower Great Lakes share their insights and passions for empowering their clients to live their best life. In this energetic podcast, we will take you on a journey to help you navigate your financial future, overcome life's challenges to reach your financial goals, and find the financial clarity you've been searching for. Let's explore the downstream impact of your wealth and what it means to you, your family, and your community to live greater. Hello and welcome to The Well Stream with Tim Scannell from Hightower Great Lakes. Tim, how are you? I'm doing really well, Eric. How about yourself? I am doing fantastic. We're back Excellent. together and uh, <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. I, I just love the, the title of your podcast. You sent me some notes ahead of time. Raising your business like a child. Yeah, so that could go either way, right? Huh? I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> this could be good or this be... could be, oh boy, what was he thinking? <laughs> That's exactly it. All right. Yeah. So what were you thinking? <laughs> All right. So I was thinking positively, actually, oh, that this, All right. it could be a, the good part of it. So we've always talked about it, but one of the things we do with our, all of our clients and planning is wealth transfer processes, charitable giving, but we also focus on trying to enhance their wealth. And enhancing their wealth means, partially, if you're a business owner, it means trying to make sure that when you are ready to exit, because we're all going to exit at some point, um, that you know the, the maximum amount, the maximum value is there hopefully for the business owner and who they care for to live in retirement and financial independence, but also to pass on to the next generation when they're gone. So today, I want to focus on wealth enhancement and specifically in preparing a business to exit. And it's part of my, um, it's not about the numbers series. And I actually, I think I mentioned in the last podcast, I, I created that the morning of recording that one, just thinking out loud about it. But, you know, when I talk with clients, when I work with people, or when business owners ask me, you know, what are the key parts about, uh, or the key variables impacting value, mm-hmm. they always focus on the numbers. But I wanted to have this is kind of the third and part three, I guess, of a podcast series where we where we talk about things that impact the value of the business that's not necessarily the numbers. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that's incredibly important because numbers are what they are, right? I mean, there's things that you can do to fudge the numbers. Well, I guess that's not the right way to do it, but move the numbers one way or another, uh, hopefully positively, but truly the the things that you've been speaking about and the things that are most important to most people really aren't the numbers when when they break it down. Exactly. And, you know, in in two podcasts ago, I talked about, you know, the business is not rocket science or valuing the business isn't rocket science. And Mm -hmm. the last one I did was talking about the Switzerland discount. And those really covered structuring your business so that you're not relying on one key customer, one key employee or supplier. Um, and similar to those, the last two podcasts, I want to talk today about, you know, focusing on maybe raising your business like a child as a kind of a, as a strategy to also help make sure that you get a higher value when you're ready to exit. So you ready for that, Eric? Yes. I'm, I'm picturing lots of vegetables and exercise and, and not so much TV time. <laughs> exactly. Don't I mean, Eric, let me ask you, you're you're a business owner, entrepreneur. So, you know, why did you decide to become an entrepreneur? You know, I was really attracted to the freedom, uh, for one. Uh, I, I know that starting a business is a lot of time, but once you put in the time and you get the foundation established and you're able to make the income that you want to make, right? Um, if you are, I'm not saying that everybody does the same thing, but if you're structuring it the way you want to structure it, you should be structuring it in a way that either is going to provide you 
the the amount of income that's going to afford you the freedom to do all sorts of different things that you want to do, maybe experiences, or it's going to be structured in such a way that you can enjoy the time that you have. Maybe once you've got it built and you have key people around you, you don't have to work 60, 70, 80 hours a week, um, and you can enjoy more time with family or whatever it is. And I, I liked that freedom and the, the ability to kind of make my own decisions. Yeah, and that was kind of with me too. I mean, I'll just add one other thing. I felt like I was not a good employee, right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I worked at a couple of places and, you know, I thought, boy, there's just a better way to do it. And I'm not sure that my way was better, but I just felt like it was. Um, but like you t- you too, I mean, when I first became a business owner, entrepreneur, uh, I wanted control over my time. You know, the job that I had was required a lot of travel, mm-hmm. uh, required I be away from my family. And I just wanted more control over time, travel, freedom, money, et cetera. And I find that when I meet with my clients or talk to them, they most of them aspire to really the freedom is kind of the key thing that comes up. Um, you know, sometimes I call a lot of my clients uh, accidental entrepreneurs mm. in the sense that I have an electrician client who really just wanted to be an electrician and do a, a job how he felt it should be done. And he ended up owning a business and then he hired a bookkeeper, then he hired a salesperson and he just kind of morphed into it. I also have a lot of clients who they just want control over how they spend their time, like I did with my family. Yeah. I have a number of clients who really want to dedicate more time to philanthropy, you know, giving back or mm-hmm. just following their passions. And then, you know, I'll just give you a, a weird example, but it really hit me when I was probably five or six years into the business and I was meeting with a physician and this doctor said to me, um, you know, Tim, you're lucky you get to choose, you know, you get to choose who you work with. Uh, and it didn't occur to me, you know, they take the, gosh, I always mispronounce this, the Hippocratic Oath or whatever that's mm-hmm. called. I think that's right. But they're, you know, thank God they do, right? Because they're yeah. required to work with whoever walks in the door. But as you know, you know, there are some people who are more draining, some people who are more of a connection and Absolutely. others aren't. So a lot of times just being freedom to choose who you work with and avoid the people who drain your energy is a big one too. Yeah, absolutely. And then the other one, you know, I think when you read in um, – periodicals, newspapers, et cetera, or complaints about entrepreneurship or capitalism business. I think people always think it's all about the money. And um, certainly making more money is, is important. Like when I, I was an, an accountant, I was a CPA, and I looked and I said, well, one of my goals is to have children, and this is where I want to live, and this is what I want to do. And I looked in that industry and I just just didn't see that I could make as much money in that industry. So I decided mm-hmm. that was one of the other, one of the other reasons or constant thinking things I was thinking about when I decided to you know start my own business. Yeah, and and here's the thing is that you got a lot of kids, <laughs> right? And, and, hey, and, and, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, it's a blessing, but I mean it, it's yeah, also a big expense. And and I feel that quite honestly, Tim, if if I had been in a position, my wife and I married early and we we had kids very very young. We stopped at two, and a huge part of that decision was financial, absolutely financial, because I, mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine bringing a third child into the mix and having that added expense and, and where we were at financially at that moment. I just, I just couldn't see it. And so that, I, I, that's kind of a regret in, in a lot of ways. I would have loved to have had maybe three or four kids, and, and I think you've got five. I've got five. That's right. My, yeah. my wife is number nine of ten, so we negotiated to get half that, you know? So. <laughs> That's a good negotiation. Like I, I can't do 10. I can't. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But I mean, but but I love the fact that you brought that up because you planned ahead and, and said, you know, this is this is kind of what I want. This is where I want to live. And you saw 
what you were looking at wasn't going to provide it. So that was part of your main decision. That That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And then, you know, like many other business owners that I talk to and, and work for, when you start to strive for more revenue, strive for more profit to, you know, accomplish those goals, to be independent, oftentimes, like what happened to me was you end up spending more time, you know, managing, um, you know, and doing everything, right? Mm-hmm. So you're growing a business and the clients are calling you and, you know, clients are relying on you. And then you're investing all your money, not all money, but a lot of money into growth. So you actually, and you can end up at a point where you actually have less time, like in, like I did originally, and mm-hmm. maybe less money because you're investing it. And, and so there's an alternative. And the alternative is really, you know, thinking about your business as a child um, and maybe looking at your role as a business owner as more of a, to guide, you know, the business to becoming independent. You know, like, like your kid, mm-hmm. children, you want them to be thriving, independent adults. You know, we just finished the, the holidays this past week. Um, it's, you know, right between Christmas and New Year's. And it's so great, you know, to see my kids. Um, they're all thriving. They're independent. It's sad, right, to see them go. Like, they don't yeah. need you anymore, right? Um, like a lot of founders I have, uh, business owners who are, have remorse or regret or they're just, you know, trying to figure out what to do once they exit. But you're happy to see them. You're happy to see them succeed and you're happy to see them write their own script. So it's kind of a real hard thing to do with family, with a child, but it's also a hard thing to do with the business. Man, that that is a great parallel. I I, I was wondering where you're going with this, to be honest with you, with the whole, <laughs> you know, raising a business as your children. But what a great analogy because I've seen that time and time again where the business owner takes such pride in the business and and their thought is, and it, there's nothing wrong with this thought at the beginning, if something were to happen to me, this ba- business would absolutely crumble. This business would just go under if I wasn't here. That's a very prideful statement, but that's very true early on in business because like you said, the, the entire business, the customer relationships, all of it is built around one person, the person who created the business. And if you don't grow it in a fashion that it can be independent and it can, you know, it can have a life of its own, right? Without you there, you know, guiding it and telling it what to do every moment of the day, like you do with a five-year-old, uh, right. you know, <laughs> yes. man, that, what, what a great analogy. I love that. Yeah. And so just st- step back for a minute and just think of like, what if I created my goal? What if my goal was to create a business, I should say, that thrives without me, you know, yeah. just like you, you want to see your kids leave the house and, and thrive and do well without you around there all the time. And, you know, suddenly, you know, when you're talking to a really demanding customer who wants your specific attention on a project that really you're maybe not that interested in, yeah, maybe it doesn't look that attractive. And maybe you say, well, you know, look, you need to work with my team or really we can't, we're not a good fit for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, you look at, um, we've done, I've done this a number of times. I'm constantly thinking of new, I don't want to say product lines, but new services, new, you know, trying to respond to where technology is going and yes. thinking, you know, should we do more like Zoom like we are, but should we do more webinars, things like that? How do we get our services out to help more people? But then suddenly when you're thinking of creating a business that can thrive on its own, you're like, well, I don't know, that's going to take a lot of effort and a lot of time and maybe it no longer looks, you know, looks worth it. So I think by having the the, the thought process that I want to create a business like my child, that they can thrive without me, you do look at it differently and you make different decisions. Yes, absolutely. 
you know, so if you focus on your role, let's say as a parent, you know, rather than like the driver of a business, because I have a number of clients who are, they're still just drivers. They're always, you know, they're, I don't want to say control freaks, but um, they're not good delegators. Maybe that's the mm -hmm. way to put it. Mm -hmm. But what the demands in your time goes down if you treat it, if you consider yourself more like a parent nurturing the business. Um, and you'll find, I found that the, the employees will will take up the load. So for example, I have amazing next generation team working with me. We've been able to recruit and retain a couple of really great people, Wes, Wes Barnes, um, Samantha, who's mm -hmm. been on the podcast. Um, so is Wes, um, also Justin. And I find that when I step back and say, yeah, sure, I could do that myself, or I could maybe do it faster. But if I help, if I help them, it's almost like, you know, I think you've said before, Eric, you know, teach them to fish rather than give them fish. Mm -hmm. If you help them understand why you why it needs to be done or what the thought process behind it, a lot of times I have found they do a much better job than I do. Um, so it's it's been great. Yeah, and 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 I think that if you truly are hiring the correct people and you're nurturing the correct people and you're guiding them and mentoring them, they get more and more excited about taking that work on, and they quite honestly, they can do it with a bit more energy and passion than we can at our age. <laughs> just, just saying it. Well, you know? okay. I, I agree with you there. <laughs> I re reluctantly agree. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right. Absolutely. That's great. And, and the ultimate irony I think is that the business is actually going to be worth more when mm -hmm. you're ready to exit, when you're getting you know, ready to leave. And again, we all have to exit the business at some point. If you're just not the one person responsible for everything, because if, if I'm a buyer and I'm looking at acquiring a business, I want to know, I mean, I'm certainly interested in what happened in the past. I'm certainly very interested in what you did as the founder to create where we're at today. But I'm more interested in the future. I'm more interested in saying, can the business survive the loss of the owner? And I'm willing to pay a premium if I know you, it, it can. If I know you've got a great team, if I know you've nurtured the business, the clients, the team, et cetera, you're going to get more money um, in, in the when you're ready to go. Mm -hmm. I'll just give you an example. I have a client who is um, really successful, very good dentist, an incredible marketer, really grew it to an amazing point. And he decided a number of years ago to kind of step back and try to start working as, a, you know, there's different uh, companies that roll up or combine dental practices, just like every industry. And he felt like if he could step back and in order to do that, to exit, you know, to one of these roll-ups, he took about two or three years stepping back and out of the practice, recruiting and retaining great other dentists, great techs, great um, assistants, so that his, his practice could operate without him. Mm -hmm. And then when he did go to sell, he was able to get a much higher price, um, but he was also looked at by the buyers as maybe somebody who could come in with a new company, kind of help other practices do the same thing. Um, so there's some real great benefits, not just from having more free time, maybe more profit, you know, maybe spending more time with your passions. But when you are ready to exit, it's going to really make a big difference if you can kind of sit back and, and nurture the business like you would your child. Yeah, absolutely. So Eric, there's another example. I, I didn't actually work with this business owner at all, but I read about it. And, um, he just intrigued, the whole story intrigued me because uh, he did exactly what I'm talking about. So mm -hmm. there's a guy named David Hauser who started a company called Grasshopper, and they were a, basically an internet-based phone system. And he, he built this company 
up to thirty million of annual revenue, mm. and sold it to another company called Citrix, and he sold it for one hundred sixty-five million wow. in cash, and then he also got about nine million in stock. But that's not the uh, what what intrigued me about it. What what really intrigued me was he the, in the interview he talked about the, the Hauser talked about the fact that he was down to working one day a week at the time that he sold wow. his company. I know <laughs> that's so, pretty nice. I'm like, wow, <laughs> I got to do that, right? Yeah, wow. But, you know, when he says, well, that's the reason, one of the reasons why he sold it for so much. And that's the point is that when you focus on growing revenue, profits, mm-hmm. you know, to be really valuable to an acquirer, you have to, you can't just make that your only goal. You really have to focus on how can I make my business like a child who needs my guidance? I'm not, I'm not abandoning the business. I'm not stepping back and delegating all decisions, but I'm, I'm, I'm there to guide, but more than to drive or be the one person. And, and hopefully... Get them to be thriving adults, you know, uh, and then eventually you can sell. Yeah. You know, and I'll just give you one other example. I have a, a great client, one of my really good friends, and um, he's a general contractor. Uh, he's second generation. He's got third generation ready to take over. And one of the things he said to them last, uh, actually last year was, hey, I'm going to take the summer off. <laughs> wow. And they looked at him and they thought, no way, you know. <laughs> and he, he joked about it. He said, then he said, so, you know, what are you all going to do to prepare for that? And then he just kind of left the room, you know, and yeah. and, and then they talked about it a week later. But, you know, that's just a great question. I mean, can you imagine that, like, the conversations that would occur among his team after that? Yeah, yeah. And, I, again, I think those are both beautiful examples of, again, you just drew this fantastic parallel because as a as a father of adult children – I don't stop speaking to their life, but it really is, you know, checking in with them a couple times a week. And, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here when they need advice. If they, if they run up against something they haven't experienced before, Hey dad, you know, da, 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 da. And that sounds kind of like what was going on with, uh, David Hauser and, and you're also your general contractor. If he's going to take the summer off, I'm sure he'll be available, you know, if they have questions, uh, but he doesn't have to be there all the time. And, you know, David Hauser being in, in the office once a week, there's there's that every once in a while guidance that that adult child needs and that if your business is an adult child at that point that's that's a perfect parallel exactly and you know i've had i've had a client say to me well sure tim that's easy to say you know um <laughs> it sounds a lot easier than to do but what i will tell you is that and tell the listener is that you know we we have formal processes that checklist surveys mm-hmm. etc that can help you identify how you're not treating your business, you know, like your child, how you are not, we can quantify it, you know, how that'll impact the value of the business when you eventually sell. And then more importantly, or as important, we have strategies that we've used with dozens and dozens of business owners out there who, can, if, you know, over time you make some changes to help treat your business more like you're mm-hmm. nurturing a child. And as a result, when you're ready to exit, you personally are, are more ready for it and also the business is more prepared and you'll have greater financial independence, you know, as you live the rest of your life. So it, it's it's a win-win situation and it's not about the numbers, um, but it's so critical that I just thought it was a good thing to talk about for a podcast today. Yeah, I think this is great because bottom line, nobody likes a helicopter parent, right? I mean, <laughs> right. That, that's a term that people, I think most of the listeners will know, you know, that, that parent just is hovering around, always ready to criticize, ready to, you know, no, can't do this, can do this, you need to do this. 
Nobody likes that. And nobody likes a boss that's like that or an owner of a mm-hmm. company that's like that. If, if you can't give that freedom uh, to make those decisions, that freedom to maybe make some mistakes and learn from those mistakes, the business is never going to grow correctly and that child is never going to grow and, and be independent. Um, so, man, again, just a beautiful parallel, Tim. And the fact that you're, again, offering tools and resources, I appreciate it. But we can't let you off this podcast without giving the contact information so they can get those tools. Yeah, so anyone can reach out to me, send me an email at tscannell at hightoweradvisors.com or give me a call at 219-531-4941. And really what we could do is have a free you know, one-hour build-your-exit planning meeting or how to nurture your business planning, we'll call mm-hmm. it. But either way, it, it's not going to cost you anything. This is what we do. We do it every day, and I know I can help. Yeah, I, I bet. I know you can too. Tim, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Appreciate it. You bet. And of course, our last thank you goes to your listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the WellStream podcast with Tim Scannell. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Tim comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This also makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And if you know a helicopter boss, a helicopter <laughs> owner, if you will, um, share this podcast with them because maybe they don't know that they're doing that and maybe they don't know there's a better way. There is, and they need to reach out to Tim and, and get some of those free resources. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Hightower Great Lakes, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Stream Podcast. We hope you gained some valuable insight that you can apply to your life and share with others. Please don't forget to subscribe below to be notified when new episodes become available. And don't forget to live greater. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Hightower Great Lakes. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Hightower Great Lakes is a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors LLC. 